so the other day I was at my field work, you know, my first grade, and I was on break, just minding my own business. I was just eating my birani in the teacher's lounge. I was living life. Yeah. I was excited to just scroll on my phone and not talk to anyone, right? Right. This white lady comes in. She's a substitute uh. lady, so, like, she's new. She was like, oh, my God, is that Indian food? It smells so beautiful. It smells so <laughs> heavenly, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, it's similar to Indian food, but it's Bangladeshi because that's where I'm from. I'm from Bangladesh. Right. She was like, oh, my God, no way you're from Bangladesh. She had literally, like, shock in her eyes. It was, like, the most, like, profound thing I've ever said she's ever heard in her life. And she was like, no way, you're Bangali. Don't mind me when I say this, but, like, you're so beautiful and modernized. Like, how can you be Bangali? Oh, and I'm, man. and already right then and there, I was like, oh, hell no. Right. And then this woman had the audacity to What's fully take out her glasses, <laughs> put on her glasses she and stare at it. me. She couldn't She literally it. could not believe it. And then she stared at me like a freaking zoo animal. Like, I literally felt like an animal. And then to make matters worse, she was like, oh, but Bangladesh is such a backwards country, you know? You did I should have said something, honestly. I couldn't because I was in work. I was you, in a work environment. You could have. So anyway, she was like, oh, it's such a backwards country. And I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking like, I mean, I said it, obviously. But I was like, yeah, it was traditional years and years ago, as was every other country. But now it's getting modernized, as every country is. She was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I have a Bangladeshi friend, by the way. I was like, you know what? You like, should have literally, literally should have just said what do you mean by that you know instead no, of, I instead of agreeing, you should have been like what do you mean yeah I un- yeah said. to make them feel stupid you should say like but what did you mean by that, that? would have been my my reflex yeah i i should no honestly the only reason i i wasn't hot-headed is because i was at work and i couldn't because usually like i would tell them off right away but that woman really really pissed me off if, it if, pissed me if off. that woman that's is a backhanded compliment if that woman is listening <laughs> right now to our podcast Hey. The woman is definitely not listening. Get it straight. Get it straight. All right. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Coming back to our podcast, Difficultish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. My name is Mashnun. My name is Mahua. And what are we gonna be talking about today? I know this is something that that you brought up to me. It's something that you told me a lot of. You got a lot of responses when you posted on your story. Yeah. So. What, what are we talking yeah, about Yeah, I got today? like 100 responses. I, res- I put something up on my story about identity crisis. Mm. And apparently a lot of people in their early and mid-20s are going through this. And Mashun and I were talking about this. And he was like, um, what does it mean again? <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, hey, hey it, was, it was early in the morning. You brought up the topic. And obviously I know what it is, but I... I think it it means something different to like a lot of people because everybody has different identity identity crisis crises crises at different points of their life. You know, people have people have a a, a quarter life crisis. People have like when I they found get the definition. What is it? I found the definition on Google for you. An identity so you crisis is a. I know what it is. You know, no. I mean, I <laughs> had to tell listeners. you what it was. An identity crisis is a development develop. Just. <laughs> Is it no, no, I don't want to. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Please, is a developmental event <laughs> that involves a person questioning their sense of self or place in the world. Mm. That's a good one. That's actually it summarizes exactly what I said to you. It's yeah. when a lot of people question their whole existence, and a lot of people go through this in their early twenties. 
because that's usually when they're graduating. That's usually when they're out alone in the world. And obviously this happens to everyone. It doesn't just happen to brown or South Asian people. But we wanted to kind of take um, this identity, universal identity crisis and just talk about it from our lens and why we think we're going through it. So I hope you guys can relate. Why do you think brown people in, in particular go through this a lot? Because, I mean, I, I don't want to just narrow it down to like only brown people, of course, but I feel like a lot of brown people get confused at one point in their life to like how brown they are, like depending on what type of family dynamic they had growing up. Mm-hmm. So why do, you, why do you think this happens to brown people a lot? Well, well, now that you said that, that there's you know, they question how brown they are. I have two different takes on this. So the first take that I'm very used to, I actually posted an art piece about this yesterday. So if you want to check it out, Labyrinth Labyrinth of, help me hit 20K. But I think a big reason why brown people go through identity crisis is because they feel like their whole identity is attached to their family. So like if you're growing up in a South Asian household, a lot of your identities, especially if you're daughter i mean for you it happened to you're the son um you have a lot of obligations regarding um your your position as a as a son or a daughter or as your position as a sister or a brother and it's like you have so many obligations and duties connected to your family right and it's very hard to like do things on your own and pursue your hobbies and passions outside of your family because you don't really have like that privilege to and I remember I also had that when I was coming home from school. It's like I had to do things for my parents. And that's fine, obviously. But it's like it left me very little room to explore my identity and who I was without them or outside of them. So I think a lot of people experience identity crisis crises because they are out in the real world and they're like, you know, who am I without them? You know, it's like they have to get to a point where they have to be independent without their parents. They have to be independent of their family. And a lot of them weren't taught to be independent, you know. They didn't have the privilege to explore themselves. So I think that's one point. But I'll talk about the second point after you talk because I don't want to talk too much. I think it's crazy because, like, I mean, it, it didn't happen to me. But I know a lot of brown people. It's like growing up, their family dynamic and just life at home would be super strict and they wouldn't be allowed to go out you know this reminds me of this this one night it was maybe like it was before the pandemic there was this one bengali kid i won't say his name but he he grew up with very very strict parents and i was like i was pretty cool with him in high school but like we didn't like talk like that but um this one night he hit up me and my other boy to uh to hang out with him at night because he was back in town and you know we were just like out at night at like 2 a.m and he's like yo like this is the first time i've ever been out this late and it was because like his his parents were in bangladesh or something so he had like freedom to leave this man was like 21 years old at this time and he was like i've never been out of my house this late like ever before yeah and he's like he, he's very like academically successful like I, he goes to some pre- prestigious school right now but i said it to say like you know brown kids they'll grow up in their homes with like a super strict rule set at home and they can't do anything but once you get out of college then you're just like expected to just know how to do everything when you didn't have that opportunity to do anything you know so i feel like a lot of brown people once they start getting older once they you know their their parents 
take off the leniency a little bit they have like the college they have the the college degree now and now their mom their parents are like yo why don't you why can't you do this why can't you do this and you're and you're just like i didn't get the opportunity to try to get to i didn't get the opportunity to practice any of this you know you know what that reminds me of it's like i remember when i was living at home i obviously had to wear like a certain type of clothing or like i had to act a certain way to you know uphold a reputation or like just be good around my family and like the community but once i moved out i had all this time to think and it's like it was amazing to have that space to think for myself but it's also like who the hell am i living by myself you know like who am i as a person because like it's like it's it's very hard to have that space to do it all yourself and thankfully like i'm in a better place now but I remember when I moved out, I was like exploring my identity through fashion as well. And it's like, wait, am I even fashionable? Like, am I even allowed to wear this type of stuff? Because like in my head, I was still thinking that I was living at home. But it's like, wait, now I have the space to actually dress how I want and act how I want. And it's like, it's like a whole crisis because it's like, is this really me or is the one that I left at home really me? You know, so it's hard to transition to. So I know that mashun and i have been going through this identity crisis we're like we're like sharing this experience from halfway across the united states we're like connected mm-hmm. that way you know it's so it's so cute like uh-huh. i'll go through something or he'll go through something and it's like we'll support each other through it but it also happens at the same time or like around the same time so it's, it's so crazy how we're connected but anyway i went through this identity crisis mashun is also going through this right now so Talk to me about how you feel right now and what you think caused all of this. I mean, before I talk about like where I am right now, I think it's important to just talk about what I was going through when I was a little bit younger first, because that's all led up to like where I am today. And to just kind of reiterate, you know, I feel like a a big reason why I am going through this type of thing today is because, um, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up with a lot of brown people near me. But today, I, I'm super proud of being brown. I'm super rep- representative of being brown. And it's just a big shift compared to what I was, you know, during high school because I didn't have that those type of people around me. And, you know, it really made me question, like, how brown I am. And, you know, my, my parents, you know, there was just a bunch of stuff going on at home. And, you know, I didn't really have that space to kind of ask, you know, my mom about stuff about Bangladesh or stuff about like our culture or our traditions or things that are passed down and you know during high school I really didn't identify with being brown obviously I've, I've gone through this many times and I think on top of that since people saw me as a brown kid but like I didn't see myself as a brown kid and when I say brown like I'm obviously talking about like Bengali South Asian you know everybody would be like oh like he's that Indian kid and I think growing up with me not being able to just identify with who I actually am and always being geared towards like the the Latin Spanish crowd, um, it just made me really like really insecure just about myself because I, I didn't know what I was. You know, in, in one end I was in this group, on another end I was in this group and the the hobbies and, and the stuff I was into identified with this group and nothing was just correlated to being Bengali and that's why for like a majority of my life I didn't feel like that and it took me a little bit you know time maturity to to where I am 
right now and i'm very proud of being brown but i feel like i'm i'm like super late to the game like i'm 20 years old and i'm now starting to 20 years old i said 20 years did I say 20? No, you said 20. I'm so sorry. I'm not 20. <laughs> this man is fully 23. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I am 23. Um, damn, I'm 23. That's crazy. We're about to be 25 soon. We're really going to go Shut through like a hell quarter life crisis. We haven't hit 24 yet. No, we're, next year. Next year. Think about that. Next year All we're right, let us hit 24 and then right. we can talk about 25. Right. So, like, where I am today, I'm, um, I'm, I'm happy with knowing that like I'm on my journey and I'm on my voyage to becoming, you know, more confident in myself. Um, but that's kind of one aspect, you know, the whole being brown thing. I think one of the main kind of crises I'm going through at the moment, and honestly, I've been going through it on and off for the last like, I don't know, like five years, is that, you know, I I really love all this like artistic shit that I, I like to do. And I think for the longest time, because I just didn't have that confidence in myself when I was growing up, um, a little bit of that still seeps into me now to where I am. I definitely am confident in my ability, but not 100 percent. And I often question myself, like, am I am I just going to be another kid who like just like writes for fun and like posts it on Instagram sometimes and just continues to work my nine to five job in whatever type of industry or like, am I actually fully confident enough in myself and in my artistic ability to pursue this into like something grander than what it is right now? And I ask myself that all the time. And I know a lot of people ask themselves that all the time. And I'm I'm blessed to be a little bit farther than I know a lot of people are. But I know I'm 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 super far. I'm very far away to where I actually want to be in terms of like security with my with my skills so do you do you ever feel like that do you ever feel like you're not good at i mean blatantly like do you ever feel like you're not good enough at what you what yeah, you yeah i literally feel like that like all the time like both me and you have this blessing where it's like we know that we're gonna make it but it's also like since we're in this cutthroat industry where it's like you have to make your own way i always feel like we're not doing enough or it's like we can do more so I always like doubt myself and I also had so many different identity crises where in college like undergrad I was doing marketing I was doing like nursing I was doing so many different majors and it's like wait like what do I like and how can I implement that into a career and it's like how can I make my parents proud with the career that they also like so it was like I had an identity crisis then because I didn't know what I liked and then I had an identity crisis um like two years ago where it's like wait am i making art to please the people or am i making the art because it's like my therapy and like my way of speaking you know so it's like different things and like i don't know if it's specifically identity crisis but i think you just questioning your position in life and like your purpose sorry position isn't the word purpose and like yourself i think that applies to having an an identity crisis so yeah like what you said it's like on and off constantly and it happens a lot when you're in your 20s and like late teens probably i think something that got me thinking about this a lot is i was listening to another podcast about someone who's going through the exact same thing and it was you know a guy who's made a bunch of stuff for fun you know like 
just random stuff for fun and people love it and he's gotten really popular off of this random stuff but he's never made something that you know like he believes will live longer than him and obviously this is like a very niche topic so like i won't go super in depth but like i've just i all i've been thinking about for like the last few weeks is you know i'm not i'm not 100 proud of anything that i've made so far yeah like i i I, i've made i've wrote a book i've made some paintings that i'll show people but at the end of the day like i don't believe anything i've made will live longer than me and and that's kind of what i'm striving for and i i've just been battling with the idea of like am i capable of doing that am i good enough at this thing that i'm doing to to make something that's bigger than me and that's something that i've been thinking about a lot and I don't know, man, like, I've been working on this painting for, like, the last two months, like, on and off, and, you know, I'll just, I'll be working on it, and I'm just, like, man, like, what is this? (laughs) Like, like, I'm thinking, I think super deep into the stuff that I do, and I just, you know, don't know if people will like it, and I, I question that a lot, and obviously, like, this artistic stuff is very niche that's why like I won't go super into it but I think in general like people always ask themselves like am I good enough like is this GPA good enough to get this job am I am I a good enough communicator to pass this interview and I feel like this whole thing of like are you good enough is something that you battle with for like a little bit and then it goes away and then it comes back and goes away and it's it's always coming back and it, it sucks that it does come back and I wish there was just an easier way to to find the solution to that but I guess that's kind of like a part of the journey in life like you have to kind of find the solution to you know your way of believing that you're good enough at something I was gonna say that I feel like these crises happen when you're in a very big transition in your life and I think that transition is like the bottom of the roller coaster and you're going up and up and up but eventually you come back down and you experience the other end of the roller coaster, the the good too, you know? So it's like everyone has to experience the bad to experience the good. And I think you actually acknowledging it and realizing that it's happening and wanting to, you know, better yourself is a very big step because a lot of people kind of just ignore it and hope that it goes away. Whereas you're actually trying to get to the root of it, of the problem and you know, trying to prevent it from happening in the future. So I think that's really important too. I think like something that I want to ask you, because like I want to talk about it too, is just like comparing yourself to like when you were 18, like are are you happy with the, the, the personality that you have now? Like, are you feel like you're, are you feel like you're, you're being true to yourself? Do you feel like you're kind of like fabricating anything? I think, I think as you grow older, you grow more and more true to yourself. I mean, for me, at least I'm speaking like that, but I think, you start to get more confident because you start to realize everything that you've done and you start to realize what you're capable of and what makes you happy and that makes you more genuine to yourself. And I am so sure that my 18-year-old self is so proud because I used to hate myself at 18. So, Do you, do you think it's just time for people? Because I know if there's like people that are like 17 or 18 listening, the, the last thing they want to hear is like, I'll just wait. And then like it'll come to you. So like what kind of like do you other than just time, do you feel like you did certain things to to get to this place that you are now? Honestly, like every single point in your life, you're still going to feel like you're not doing enough. So it's like I can be 
right now like i can be 23 and doing as much as i'm doing and i still don't feel like i'm doing enough i can be probably 27 and i still won't feel like i'm doing enough you know but i'm hoping that you get to a point where you feel content and fulfilled with everything that you've done and yeah i think time is a very big factor and i know i would have been pissed off if someone told me oh be patient you know time will tell like it's gonna all work out in the end i still get annoyed when people tell me that but I think as long as you keep working on yourself every single day and make that time worth it, then it matters. So, so how how are you feeling right now? You know, how are you? Um, how how do you feel like you're managing at the moment? Um, what are some things that you're going through right now? Good question, Mushnoon. Ah. <laughs> I'll get to you right now. All right. So, I've been having this identity crisis, right? And since I moved out, I live by myself, right? I had all the space to think for myself, navigate my own life, do things alone, which is great. You know, I'm so blessed to have that. But I think on top of that, it's like it's also uncomfortable. You know, it's uncomfortable to live by yourself in the beginning. It's uncomfortable to like just navigate yourself, you know, without anyone telling you what you have to do. And since I left my old community and like started to navigate life on my own in a new city, it's like I kind of had to start from square one. And what I mean by that is like, well, let me start from like the beginning. So it's like, like I said before, one example of me exploring myself is relearning how I like styling myself or like rediscovering. And it's like I was uncomfortable with wearing things that I like wearing now because it's like, wait, I would have never worn this in my old life, you know? And then I started realizing like I have to start making friends that are also like me and not just be friends with people that I grew up with and just had to be around you know I think a lot of people go through that where it's like they grew up with their few friends from elementary school and it's like they think that they have to stay with them forever and then they have an identity crisis because they don't have those friends anymore they outgrow them or like they have a falling out or something and they don't have any friends so it's like who are they are like are they not likable enough to have friends And I was kind of in that phase where it's like, I have my core few close friends, like my best friends. But on top of that, do I have anyone to motivate me? Do I have anyone to inspire me? So I was in that phase, like trying to find friends and like, I was trying to go out and find like connections with people and just find people. And that was really difficult to do it again. And I think I was just going through a really big phase of just navigating my life on my own and like connecting myself with my family in a way where like I was separate from them I was creating boundaries with them but I was also like closer to them you know so it was like all these different things that I was trying to that I was trying to juggle at the same time and it was very hard like I remember feeling very bored with life like I think we talked about it before in one of our episodes but I was very very bored with life like I felt like I got very comfortable with living on my own which is crazy because I've only been living by myself for like a few months and I felt very comfortable with my routine I felt like there was nothing out there for me anymore and I felt like I was having a monotonous routine and I didn't like that at all and you know I just felt very like like stagnant so it was really hard for me to get out of it but like I said I started exploring my style I started trying to make more friends I started just you know making life more fun with like exploring my passions again and I just really had to like put myself out there and just choose me and it was really hard but I'm doing a lot better now 
Yeah, I think one of the things that you said is something that I want to bring up too is the whole friends thing. I think that's a that's a big reason to why um a lot of people go through this type of stuff and definitely for me too. Like I, I had a group of boys that I was running with in high school and I stopped being friends with them when I was like eighteen, nineteen. And after that I started working in cop shops. So I was just surrounded by like a lot of white people. And even today my office is just full of white people and everybody I'm around is is white people. And I had this conversation with my sister, I think yesterday or two days ago, where I was just telling her, like, yo, I, I want more friends, bro. Like I like I don't have enough friends. And she was like you're really selective with the people that you're friends with. And I told her, I was like, you know, it's because I feel like I was so like, I I was overdosed with culture growing up to where I feel like I had enough in me to just kind of like run by myself. And I didn't, I was like, oh, like I I took all that from my community and like I held it with me. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go take this like everywhere else. And like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna present this to other people and I'll be like that cultural influence for other people you know, for like these white people that I'm around now. And it, that's how it was. And I was like that for a couple of years, but now I'm just in a place where, you know, being surrounded by people that are not like me, just, um, I treated it as just kind of like a neutral thing. It wasn't like negatively impacting me or anything. It was just like, yeah, they're, they're cool people. They're people that are around me. Like I'll manage in the meantime, I got enough inside of me to, to carry on, but it's really gotten to the point where like these people are literally I'm gonna say like drowning me out but it's like I really they're sucking the life out of you like but not like um not not purposely like they don't realize what they're doing like I'll be in work calls and they'll just be talking about like Disney movies and like like different shit like I told you this but what's it called um I've I have a co-worker who he can name every single Oscar winner since the year 2000 if i'm like yo who who won best Actri- actress in 2006 he'll name it like that's how like well versed in like his culture he is but you know we started talking about music and they were talking about like their favorite albums and they were talking about like oh my favorite album is like the pink floyd album or the beatles album which is great like whatever it's your type of music but i was like oh like you know one of my favorite album is regarded as one of the best albums ever it's to pimp a butterfly by kendrick lamar and literally this co-worker that knows every single oscar winner he was like who is that and i was like <laughs> i really i uh, like it didn't hit me until later but like it's so crazy how like these people know so much about just something else but like the the most vague like who is kendrick lamar this man does not know who kendrick lamar is and I said the name again. He was like, oh, I've heard of him. And I'm just like, what? So, like, this type of stuff, like, it, it has gotten to the place where it's just, like, drowning me out. And I just I just want to be surrounded by brown people again. And I think that's a big reason why, a, a big factor to why I'm feeling, like, the way I am today is because I'm in a place where I'm, like, I'm in go mode. Like, I, I'm so excited to, like, pursue my journey of becoming more Bengali and like understanding more of my culture. And of course, like I could, I could keep running down this path myself and I will no matter what, but it's like, you know, not having that, not having those people around you really sucks, man. And yeah, I like, I, I just empathize with people who like don't grow up with Brown people. Cause I get it. Like it's, it's so hard, but you know, on, on one end I tell myself like, I got enough in me. And I got my mom who answer any questions that I got about my culture. But the other end, it's like, 
you just really want to be around those people that that influence you you know like and are Mm -hmm. beneficial to your lives and it's so hard finding those people but that's kind of where i'm at right now like i'm i'm looking for them and i feel like they're so important it when you're going through something like this yeah i i remember when i had like an identity crisis in the beginning of college too because it's like wait i'm mahua why are people calling me mo but it's like i didn't know how to correct anyone i was yeah, still yeah. very whitewashed people still call me and mosh. i was like i hate it oh hell no oh hell no mosh. Mosh. Poo. Ah. <laughs> but um yeah i was having my own crisis back then because it's like I didn't want to be whitewashed anymore. I didn't want to be so far away from my culture anymore. But it's like, who am I? Like, how can I just go back to my roots, you know? And it's really hard to not do that. Or it's really hard to do that without friends that are like you, you know, friends who understand. Because, like, at the end of the day, white people are not going to understand your struggles, your culture, anything. Like, they can sympathize, but they can't empathize. That reminds me of uh, yesterday we were watching The Joy Luck Club. The movie's yeah, crazy, and and you read the book, but like that's pretty much about just like there was this one scene where, like this Asian woman, like one of the supporting actresses, like introduces her husband, a white man, to the family, and it's like, it's you know the depiction of the of the way white people go about like ethnic cultures is is just so crazy because they think it's so surface level. I think that's what it is. Like people people think it's it's just surface level. Like oh, this is a different ethnicity or a different culture that's cool i can fit in you can't because there's so much more than than you recognize you know yeah but i think it's it's also like the way that they were brought up the cultures are just completely different like there's just a complete clash and it's like there's small body language like small things that you can say that just like you have to know it to know it or like you have to be in it to know it you know so it's it's really hard to like for white people to adapt like that. I remember I used to work at Foxtel and I used to get this all the time, like the white woman, the the, the Sarahs and the Karens were like, Oh your your skin's so I love your skin color. <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's always the chocolate references too, right? Your uh, skin is like almond, like chocolate honey. Your skin is so rich. <laughs> Shut the hell up. What's wrong with you? All right. All right. Uh, Apart from that, um, so so you talked a little bit about like where you're at right now. What do you what do you like to do? Um, and and you kind of went over this, but like, what are some specific things that you do to help yourself get through these like mini phases that that happen? Yep, I have a few. What's up? So the first thing is I started doing things that I want to do instead of needing to do. Mm. So what I mean by that is that. A lot of people are on go, go, go mode, right? They're like constantly working. They come home, do yeah, more me. work. Like, yeah, I do that too. Where it's like they're always doing different things. And it's like you're you're not doing passions and hobbies and interests that you actually like doing because you feel like there's no time, right? So I started crocheting, you know, you crocheting. Yeah. I love it. I, I used to crochet when I was really, really young and I stopped in like, elementary school or high school because it's like i had no time and so i started crocheting again and and it's such a like mindless hobby that i just loved doing and it's so nice to start that up again and i also just started painting again i just you know finished the mural so i finally got my paintbrushes back and it's so nice to just like do things that i've always loved doing but i kept pushing it off you know so my first advice is like please make time for the passions and like 
the hobbies that you want to do and you don't have to make money off of this like this is for you like i have not posted me crocheting or like painting anywhere yet so it's like it's for me you know this is like my way of feeling peace and like loving myself that reminds me of like just the painting that i'm making now it's it's so specific and particular to my life that i know like if i don't write a description to why i made what i made it's not gonna make any sense and yeah but that's okay exactly that's that's like what i was about to say like i'm enjoying making it because like it's it's literally for me like yeah i'm gonna still post it and sure like people will like it but at the end of the day like this is literally for me and like me making this apart from the whole like thing i said about like not know if i'm not knowing if i'm good enough at it i just i'm i'm enjoying what i'm making because it's mm-hmm. so it's so specific to me and it really you know like you said it 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 helps bring bring me back to like that time you know you know what like those things those small things also make you really excited for life mm-hmm. like especially if you have like the same routine every single day like i wake up at 5 30 every single day for for my my first grade field work and i come home at a certain time and it's like i have the same routine you know i go to sleep at a certain time and it's like at that point it's like especially if you're working for years and years and you're expected to work until like 60 it's like it's very daunting you know it's like what does my life mean when i have to work every single day and i feel like you need small things to make you excited about life so i like i love coming home now it's like oh my god like now i can crochet like oh my god now i can like paint and have time to do things i actually want to do and it's really nice to have that feeling like literally the other day i bought yogurt (laughs) and it had like cookies and cream toppings and there was another one with s'mores toppings yeah and i'd never had this yogurt before yeah and i was so excited to wake up in the morning to have this yogurt (laughs) and it wasn't even like that transformational but like it was amazing. No, you know? no, it was so honest, nice to have that feeling. Honestly, I get it. I've been making this breakfast sandwich. I've literally made it for like two <laughs> weeks straight. And and I go to sleep just excited to make it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And like you saying that reminds me of this other podcast I was listening to by this guy named Matt 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 Diavella. And he what was the just hell are all these podcasts you're listening to. Yeah, I'm a I'm a podcaster, so you know I gotta you know Damn. feel me. And he was just talking about, you know, his his episode topic was why do we feel like we have no time like why do why do people think that we have no time for anything and it's because what you just said like when you're in this routine where you're doing the exact same thing every single day from morning to night time flies by because it there there is nothing to break it up and if you want to feel like you have more time if you want like to feel like you're you're more rich in what you're doing throughout the day and just break your perception of time it's to like bring in things like that like practicing these these like what's the word i'm looking for just like you said like like being excited in in the morning for like something completely different that's not a part of your routine like that's how you make the days feel like they're longer like doing these things that are not in your routine of course routines are very valuable and you know they're they they do help you a lot but at the end of the day like you need these things to break up your day to help you feel more tapped in with yourself yeah um another thing that i really think is important is just making the most of your day like okay first of all yolo like you only live once right i literally have a tattoo my one and only tattoo it's that true. i have viva la vida which means live the life i got yeah. this tattoo when i was 18 and i still live by it even though you know i got, I got lost around, uh, along the way but it's like you go to work right and you wear your conventional clothing first of all 
Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to That's come why at I hate you guys uniforms, like that. bro. I had a uniform in middle school. I hated it. I no, but bro, like I literally, I go to school, right? I work in a school, and every teacher is wearing the same type of clothing, like mm. slacks, like a sweater, like blah blah blah. Boring. Right. Like I'm an artist. I have colored hair, which is unconventional enough as yeah. it is. I'm gonna wear whatever the hell I want. You know, right. life is really, really short, and it's like my mantra right now why the hell should i wait for the weekend to do anything that i want your mm. life if you're working five days a week you're telling me you're gonna just like not dress how you want those five days a week and it's also like why should you leave events for the weekend only you know like why should you feel like you deserve it only on a friday or a saturday when you have like time it's like time like you never know how much time you have left but it's also like yolo like it doesn't matter if you're obviously like come home sometimes and relax and like you should have days to recharge but also like go out after work sometimes like go to a museum by yourself go hang out with friends like life is so short like just do what you want to do and stop leaving everything for the weekend you know it's like i really think you have to like be spontaneous and just like do what you want to do when you want to do it because it's so easy to make excuses or wait around and just take life by the hair <laughs> nice that's, a good, like that that's a good quote yeah mm. I, th- I, th- I think one one more thing that i did want to bring up just to like round out the whole identity crisis topic is oh i still got more to say oh all right i'm still going all right well, what else you got no what did you want to say Go oh ahead. okay it's my turn um one thing that i want to mention is when I was in high school, when I was a, when I was a you know a young bull coming up, I had oh God. I had a kind of like what I was saying before. Since I was really insecure with myself because there was just a lot going on, um, I I never felt confident in myself to really express who I really am. I was so embarrassed to say that you know where where my house is located because it's in like a, a low income neighborhood. I was so embarrassed to say like how much i was making at aeropostle like i was just so embarrassed to be myself and you know once i started hanging out hanging out with a different crowd i completely forgot who i was growing up you know i i just tried to be this new like coffee guru in like the coffee community and just try to be something else and i think since the beginning of quarantine it's progressed to like where i am today where like i used to try to be like oh like i'm from new york you know i'm i'm from i'm a new york boy I'm a city boy, you know, <laughs> but now I'm just like, I've become so confident and comfortable with being like, oh, I'm a Florida boy. Like I, I grew up like jumping, jumping in lakes, jumping off of trees and rolling in grass and rolling down hills. And yeah, he's an Orlando boy. Just, just Florida shit. And I, I think that's where a lot of people, maybe not specifically to that, but maybe you're in a place where you're just embarrassed to recognize where you actually are in your life. But I think it's important to remember that, like, you're not going to be happy with yourself until you embrace who you really are. And mm-hmm. today, like, I'm 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 so much happier with myself because I I'm comfortable with saying that I I came from a poor neighborhood. I'm comfortable with saying, you know, how little money I had in my bank account. Like, I'm comfortable with saying all of these like bad experiences I had in my life where my whole life. I, I tried to push it away. I tried to make myself believe that this isn't really my life. And I think a lot of people, especially in that like 18 to 20 range, are just trying, maybe not like 
um, not consciously trying to be something else, but maybe you're just not proud of who you really are. But the the honest truth is like, you're not going to be happy until you become comfortable with who you really are. Yeah, you have to like really embrace your roots and you can't run away from like where you came from, you know? No, but but yeah, other than that, you, you said you had more to say. What 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 else do you yeah. what else you like to do? What the heck? I got more to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, as I mentioned before, I've been really exploring my identity as through fashion, and it's like it's so fun to reinvent yourself, and it's like I finally am finally building a wardrobe sustainable, of course, from thrifting. Yeah. Um where I feel like I'm representing myself in a way that I've always wanted to do, you know? Like I feel like Hannah Montana. It's like <laughs> You know, I'm finally wearing things I want to do. I'm wearing it to work. So my first graders think I'm cool. And I just, like, love that. I think if you have the chance to explore your identity in a different way, like, through makeup, through fashion, through whatever it is, it just, like, makes you feel more confident and it makes you feel like you got it together. But it also makes you feel more you, you know, if you start expressing yourself in the same way that you feel internally. And the one other thing that i'm thinking about to get out of this little funk of yours i was actually listening to miss emma chamberlain's podcast you know love that girly love her she had a podcast episode recently about getting out of your comfort zone and i really resonated that actually that's actually what inspired this episode as on top of what like what we're going through and what you're going through um she was saying that it's really important to get out of your comfort zone and i think that's really relatable because that's what i've been doing too and what I mean by that is like I'm starting to say yes to more things that I would have never said yes to as in like saying yes to going to events or like saying yes to like working with people or having meetings with people or like whatever it is like things like that always intimidated me before in the past because I kind of wanted to do everything on my own and it's like I have trust issues and it's like I don't really like just interacting with people as much anymore but now I'm realizing like if I want to make opportunities, if I want to re- like figure out who I am as a person, I have to start exploring life, you know? I'm literally living in the greatest city. Like I have to start exploring life. So I've been going to events and and parties and different things to meet new people and meet new friends and it's overwhelming at times and like sometimes I get anxious. Like the other day I went to this event in Brooklyn and it was a very like packed event with people and I met like a lot of great people it was a great space in Brooklyn but it wasn't really for me like I like talking to people in like more of a intimate space like more of a quiet space where I can actually get to know them so that was the type of event where like it was great to go after work like I was there until like 10 o'clock at night but I probably wouldn't do something like that again but it's like now I know what I like and what I don't like you know and it was I'm just proud of myself for putting myself out there and I really think that you got to start saying yes to things that you would never say yes to and it's going to do wonders to to how you treat things in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think um right now I'm in a place where I'm not talking to anybody <laughs> and I've been in this place for months and um like I know that in order to help You'll myself it, I need though. to stop doing it. Yeah, I'll get out I'll get out of it um eventually. I don't know how though. I'll figure it out. I think another thing that both well, I mean, you're starting to do it more, but I've been doing it for a little bit now. It's just like taking yourself out on dates. I know we've mentioned this before in other episodes, but it's really important to like get to know yourself and get to see how you react to certain situations and just be 
uncomfortable with being by yourself you know and like we've done that we live alone so like we've been doing that but it's really important to like treat yourself on things and it's like don't wait around for people or friends to do things with you when they say no or it's like oh like we'll do it later later and you really want to go just do it yourself you know i think in general so rewarding i think in general it's just important like to remember like how beneficial and valuable the small things could be i think like people yeah really we, we try to make these things like such grand hassles and grand issues when like sure it is but like the best way to go about it is just to practice like the small stuff i start mm-hmm. making cha every night you know like i, I love making cha now like reminds me of my, mo- of my mom and like I, I have like a big pack of incense that i got from apna bazaar and it just smells like my mom's spices back at home and, like i light like four to five every single day and it just kind of like reminds me of like who i Your really roots. am you know yeah. And it's like those small things, like a, a scent or just like a small activity making a beverage. Like it yeah. helps me a lot. And a lot of people put off the small things when it's really the small things that are the most important. Yeah, I think I think now that I'm starting to find myself in a different light and discover myself again, I'm so much more inspired. And it's making me want to incorporate so many more of my roots into like when I design things and like when I do art and when I create content and even with like my home decor like I'm starting to incorporate more like South Asian decor and like more Islamic um, decor and I think it's it's so important like it really just comes full circle and like you really have to experience the lows to get to the highs you know pow mic drop all right boom cool we we yapped away at you guys a lot um we should yeah also our- who the hell gave us a one as a review in our spotify because i didn't, we had I didn't a want to five. bring it up i didn't want to bring it up no <laughs> we had five stars for, we had 52 reviews we had five stars and now we have 4.9 uh, 53 reviews you know so who did I, it? I mean like it's it's inevitable but also like if i see you we got a problem <laughs> <laughs> no but okay um we we could do our questions now right yeah you go ahead. pull them up oh me no you you pull them up. Right. i always pull them up. that's not true it's true it's true while i pull them up um if you guys don't know i'll we, sing you guys a song no we're not doing that <laughs> if you guys please don't if, follow nah, us if, on difficult dish if you guys please don't please leave us a review on difficult dish we just lost all our listeners <laughs> um if you guys don't know we ask you guys um how you guys feel about our upcoming topic on our instagram at difficultish at difficultish on instagram boom so the first one we got is not having a hobby compared to others we both relate to that huh no we have so many hobbies and no, interests i'm not no the question was not having one that isn't similar to like the other people around you oh uh, you know oh i wonder what your hobby is then what? That's kind of cool. Oh yeah. I wonder what that person's hobby is. I mean, it it could honestly it could be something generic. Maybe they're into just like anything artistic. And obviously, I I feel that like I've said this many times, but like growing up, I didn't have anybody that was doing what I was like to I like to do, and that played a big part into why I I didn't pursue it as much as I wanted to. You know, I think the self confidence and the self security is is really important, and it probably is the most important. But it's hard to get that when you don't have like those other people around you kind of rooting you on, like whether it's consciously or or subconsciously. And that goes back to what I was saying, just about being surrounded by like white people who don't like to do what, what you like to do. And 
I totally get it. And, you know, my biggest tip is mostly it's just find a way to to build that self-confidence in yourself and really just tap into yourself and, and figure out why it is that you like to do what you why it is that you like to do what you're doing instead of just kind of mindlessly pursuing your hobby things become stronger when once you put like a real true purpose or attachment behind it you know you want to put some weight behind these things that you like to do and once I figured out why it is that I like to paint why it is that I like to write and putting meaning behind it that really grew my confidence a lot more and it really made me realize like sure it'll it'll probably be a little bit easier or cooler to have those other people around me that like to do it too but at the end of the day um that's not guaranteed and you can't count on things that aren't guaranteed in life you really just got to count on yourself but also i was thinking about how much of a turnoff it is if you don't have like-minded people around you to support you and also inspire you because you kind of need someone to look up to or you need someone to like talk to about it. It's hard to do it on your own and I get it because I've also been on that boat where I felt like I was solo and like it was just really hard, right? But I think we're in this society now where everyone is doing something and it's like you can find anyone having that like-minded passion as you or interest as you through social media or whatever it is. So I think you should find your community through social media and that's what I've been doing too where it's like, I always thought that I was alone on this path. You know, I had to do everything by myself. But I started realizing that there's something for everyone and there's something for you too, you know. So try to find your people and try to put all of your being into this passion of yours and actually have a purpose behind it because that's really important. It's so easy to just say, oh, I'm an artist. I just make things. But it's like, why are you an artist? Why do you make the things that you make? You know, what's your reasoning with it? And I really think that's what's going to motivate you even if you don't find your crowd or even if you don't find your online friends yeah cool next one next one we got is in my 20s living at home looking for a sense of self with the pressure to have it all together so you know growing of age at home um trying to figure out who you really are and how to have it all together how do you feel about that I think a lot of parents um, pressure their kids to get married right after they hit a certain age, especially if they're living at home and it's like right after you're living at home, you have to get married. So it's like you never had that chance to live alone, you know? I mean, like rather than getting married, it's like you you have so many like just tasks that are portrayed on you at a certain age. It's like by this age, you got to do this. And at this age, you got to do this. And you're like, I just kind of want to live life, you know, and. Um, when I was living at home, I felt very uh, not at tune with myself. I felt like my energy was getting sucked out of me. I just felt like I didn't know who I was as a person because I dedicated so much of my time and mental health and everything to like my parents and my yeah. brother and like just being a good daughter, you know. Yeah. So I know how suffocating it is to be at home while also trying to explore your identity. I honestly feel like it's really hard to be your authentic self and to discover yourself when you're at home because it's like you're around the people, you're around the community that you grew up with, you know, and it's like you have barely any room to go beyond that and grow. I think I think my advice applies to you as well. Like, yeah, it is hard to explore, your, explore yourself while you're at home, but I also think that if you do 
explore your passions if you do start making your day count by wearing clothing that you like wearing to work or school if you do start living like life is life is short it's like that will help you too even despite the fact that you live at home so it's like you should still explore yourself in your home by doing those things yeah i remember like when i was at home my like my mom used to not say stuff but like when i was painting when i was writing she's like yo what are you doing and i was like mom i'm just i'm just doing me and yeah they'll they'll say stuff you know whatever they say just be like yeah just let, let me do this real quick you know and mm-hmm. just find find a way to tune all that out and i know it's mm-hmm. hard but once you figure out how to it gets so much easier yeah push through it so last one we're doing is a little heavy one we got I feel like I don't have my own personality because my parents chose everything for me. I feel like it's something that everybody relates to. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of related to what we said before, where your whole identity is connected to your parents. But on top of that, I've also mentioned this so many times in so many of my art posts or like reels. Um, It's so common for parents to do everything for you. And at this point, or like at one point or another, you're kind of dependent on your parents because it's like they work for you to bring money. They cook for you so you don't even have to cook. They just want you to focus on your education. And it's like you are not taught to be independent. So it's never pushed for you to like actually make your own decisions because it's kind of made for you, you know. And it's like what I'm used to is that like my mom used to always like she would always just like choose everything for me, even if like she gave me the choice. She'd be like, oh, what do you want for dinner? And I'll say something. Right. <laughs> and she'd be like, no, like the other option is better. <laughs> so it's like, why did you ask me? You know, yeah. so it's like small. Like, obviously, that's a small example, but it's like you have a very little say in what you want and like what you want to do. So it's really hard to get out of that and like finally have that freedom to have all these options and it's like you don't know how to choose anything because you were never taught to but like i said i mentioned this in one of my videos on instagram and it's like to be independent you have to start doing things on your own you have to be uncomfortable like i said you have to be out of your comfort zone even if you're living at home it's possible so it's like make that meal at home even if you have your mom's food in the fridge you know go out on solo dates even if you feel like you can hit up a friend to go with you even if you feel like it's too uncomfortable to go to the met by yourself you know just do that uncomfortable thing little steps will make you feel more confident in yourself and more independent and it's like that will make you feel more comfortable to make your own decisions in the future yeah there's baby steps do a little by little one by one start making yeah you heard start start making some cha you know start Mm. buying start buying some incense you know? Oh, wow. For me? Oh, wow. You're an old man in a 23-year-old body. Uh, come on. Incense are nice. I like them. No, you, I smelled the incense he has, and it doesn't smell that good. What are you... What? I don't like it. When the hell did you smell my incense? The one from Opnabuzzer that we got. I don't... Is that the or same one? Or not the one from Opnabuzzer, the, the flea market. No, you silly goose. It's not that one. It's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> this one smells like Moshala. <laughs> Mashallah. All right. <laughs> All right. My God, this this episode was long. I'm so sorry if you guys are listening right now. I feel like they like the longer episodes, y'all. Let, let us know. 
you guys don't give you guys don't give us feedback please give us feedback it's like when we got the new microphones about like our listeners tripled (laughs) like you guys know like nobody told us our microphones were that bad if there's something that we were bad at just just tell us we we got thick skin let us know if you want us to redo any episodes or go in depth for more episodes i know i get so many moving out questions on the daily so if you want to do this do we just need to make the podcast about moving out (laughs) moving out just moving out to do list um what's your advice for today my advice yeah, you on the spot huh let me let me pull up my notes oh uh, no not I, the notes again i got gems in my notes i've been given so much advice lately i'm i'm all milked out <laughs> it's not it's <laughs> not the right word um i got one it's, it, it man i didn't even get to talk about this but i watched the kanye west documentary recently you still need to watch it bro this documentary yeah. is crazy please if you're listening right now please watch the Kanye West documentary I'm not gonna get into detail but it's really been on my mind ever since I watched it in in the documentary um Kanye was talking to his mom and his mom was like oh like you're super like you're super confident you know which is great and I think this is just my advice it's a guy from Kanye's Kanye's mom Kanye's mom said you know it's it's important to be confident it's important to be happy and proud of who you are but just remember, a giant can't see themselves in the mirror. That's a good one. That was a good you one. You feel me? So it's like, mm. of course, be happy with yourself and, and be proud to show off who you are. But at the end of the day, like, don't ever think that you're you're bigger than something. You're bigger than somebody else. Or you're bigger than just yourself. Because you're, you're, you will be the happiest being just the truest form of yourself. And don't ever think that you're you're anything other than that. Cause you won't really get one. that good good reflection of yourself, you know. That's a good one. Yeah, what you got? You got to top my that. My piece of advice is no, no, no. My piece of advice is floss. <laughs> I went to the, I went to the dentist the I'm, other day and I got my I'm I got my first cavity in my life. <laughs> I got three cavities in one sitting. Can yeah. you believe that, guys? All those Can bars. you believe I got three cavities? I know. All those yaso, <laughs> yaso, please sponsor me. Yaso, if you're listening. I got three cavities and they had to fill in my cavities. I thought I was a superwoman because i didn't feel them drilling into my teeth but turns out they numbed me uh, and my whole left side you of my are mouth superwoman. is numb but anyways yeah floss floss your teeth brush your teeth at night thanks but that's all i got don't be oh don't be overconfident and floss that's difficult this yep yep <laughs> that's difficult this thing's all right. difficult all right guys thank you for listening to our podcast please rate us on spotify we're gonna take a three second pause right now a moment of silence please rate us right now a five i gotta i gotta say that a five (laughs) if you're listening right now you love us if please give us a five i'll literally cry all right (laughs) you want me to cry you want me to cry (laughs) all right uh thank you guys for listening to our podcast please rate us and leave us a review and and follow us and tell us um, nice things. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Cool, Allah Hafiz.